Okay, boys. Are you, are you enjoying a Sunday afternoon? I can I imagine. Just, just, just started to go back to business. Enjoying a nice Sunday afternoon. Maybe you're at a pool, maybe. Maybe you're at a barbecue. It's okay. We can't enjoy. You're not enjoying. So much you enjoy life. Just do it right. That's all. But we have a nice Tarasha coming up this week. One of the most famous Tarashiyot, Muhammad, Tarashiyot, and a lot, a lot of a lot of stories took place in that Tarasha, which I want to discuss a couple of them this week with Hashem, because they're real eye-openers. These are things that give us big, big insight into what took place then and to what will take place now. A lot of it applies. You can apply a lot of these things today, basically all of them, really. It's, as I said a few weeks ago, Sefer Bamidbar, the desert, that's, that's, this is one of the five Hamashim. This one spans 38 years in the desert. Most of the stories that took place in the desert are written in this Hamash, which is, that's why it's very important to read this. I say even just read the Pesukim sometimes. If you have a few minutes, just read the Pesukim straight with English translation. Just see what's going on. It's so important, just the stories. In this Tarasha alone, we have maybe five, six stories in the Tarasha that took place in the desert. And if you don't know about these things, it's a tremendous loss because you don't have the application to, to your life. It's written there for that reason. Stories that are written in the Hamash to give us history, Jewish history. Jewish history, for 38 years, you can't have 10 stories. 38 years, maybe there's many more stories, but they weren't written down. Hashem wrote down the things that He, he, he wants us to learn from. He chose certain stories. We talk about the spies and just this disfigured Korah swallowed on the ground, making him going against Moshe Rabbeinu, making an argument. So this week, Hokat starts off with the Paraduma, the red cow. The red cow, famous red cow. We don't have it today. Hopefully, we'll have it when Moshe comes. It's a special item that they that they they burned the cow and the ashes. The ashes. You get sprinkled those ashes. You become purified from touching any dead bodies. If you came in contact with dead bodies, you know, a person is impure, which says today we all are impure. Today we're all Tamir. We don't have that red, red heifer. The red cow, we don't have Paraduma. That's one story. After that, Miriam and Neviah, Moshe's, Moshe's sister, older sister. Moshe's older sister, she passed away on the 40th year of the desert to travel. And in her marriage, there was a Be'er. It was, um, they had a special, special rock that rolled with them throughout the desert. A stone is rolled with them, and when they would camp, the stone would just, water would come out of it, and it would break off to all 12 tribes. Each tribe would just put a stick on the thing and just draw the water to his tribe, and it would branch off to all the different tents everywhere. Something tremendous. And when they had just pack up and go, to travel again, and just keep rolls with them again. Something's amazing. Well, she passed away and stopped. They had three gifts in the desert, I'm saying. They had man every day came down, a special bread from Shamaim, a heavenly bread, that came down in a merit of Moshe Rabbeinu's merit. They had the clouds of glory over them, overhead, guarding them, protecting them. That was in the merit of Aharon, his brother, the Kohen Gadol. And the Be'er, the wellspring, was in the merit of Miriam and Eliyah. She was a prophetess also. She was older than Aaron. Aaron was older than Moshe. And when she passed away, that's it. The rock just got mixed up with other rocks and stopped. Someone had a show that is in her merit. They had the water. 
And as you know, the famous story, people complained, and we got so serious, there was no water that Moshe and Aaron had to run to Ohemwai, people were angry at them, they were angry at them. Who knows what would happen? And then, Hashem told Moshe, take the stick, and go and talk to the, talk to the rock, you know the famous story, Moshe hit the rock, I ran off that story, the water came out, but because of that, Moshe did not enter Eretz Israel, because he hit the rock, and Aaron did not enter Eretz Israel, they were punished because of hitting the rock. That's one story there. There's another story that they wanted to test through Edom. I serve people, I serve the descendants of Edom, like today, today is Machut Edom. And they wanted to pass through Edom's territory to go to Israel easier. And they go all the way around the whole south, the whole. So Edom did not want. They didn't let them go through. And they had to go all the way around. And right after that, Aaron Akwan passed away. That's another question. Why, why then did he pass away? It's another great story about Aaron and Hashem. We're talking about that tomorrow day. This week was Hashem and Nedir. How much more is the Tarashas quickly? After Aaron, the people still got very upset. They got very upset. It's taking long. People can't take it anymore. So they started talking in Shonara against Hashem and Moshe Rabbeinu. And the story was that Hashem set snakes against them. They bit them. They killed a lot of people. A lot of people died from the snakes running bites. And Moshe, Hashem told Moshe, the people came to him and said, we sinned. We sinned against you. We sinned against Hashem. Against you. Pray, pray to Hashem for us. Hashem prayed that it wasn't enough. Hashem told him, make a, a, a snake and put it on the stick. And the people looked up to the stick and they made the shuvah, looked up high up, and they looked at towards Hashem, and, and they got better. That's another story. And another story is the Tadashah. They were passing through a certain river, Arnon it's called, a mighty river, Arnon, Nahal Arnon. The Emorites, the Emori, from, from that side that they were on, that side of Goim, Transjordan is on the right side of Israel. They were they were hiding on top with these giant boulders and stones, and they said, you know, we'll just throw down the Jewish people while they go pass through this uh, this uh, valley between the two mountains. And then the two mountains came together and crushed them to crushed them to pieces. And a tremendous miracle. And then in the water fell you see these hands and feet of who knows how many how many people. A tremendous miracle took place. Then they said a song. They sang a song as Yashir. They sang another as Yashir in this Tarasha. A tremendous miracle took place. And then we have the war with Sihon, the giant, the two giants. Sihon, Ogmelech Abbashan, and Sihon, these two tremendous giants. They were two brothers. And they were guarding the whole Israel. The whole east side. Tremendous amount of territory. These two kings were being paid by the kings of Israel, the seven nations. They paid them in order to guard them because these two giants were so Ogmar Chabashan, they calculated about a thousand feet high. So tremendous, tremendous. These two, two mighty men, two mighty, mighty men. And they got wiped out. So each story is another story that needs time to discuss it. What took place, what was the story. But we want to start with the Parah Duma tonight. The Red Cow. What's the Red Cow all about? What is this all about, this thing? Now it says that it's a hook. It's a hook. We don't. We don't know the reason. We, we don't know the reason. Hook. Zot hokata Torah. It's a hook. It's. There's no reason. What? Everybody has a reason, but we don't know the reason. Moshe Rabbeinu, he knew the reason. Hashem gave us a gift. The reason. Because we don't understand how is it that the ones who sprinkle the ash on the people who are impure to purify them, the one who sprinkles it, he becomes impure. 
and the one who gets sprinkled upon, he becomes pure. How does it, how does it happen? Because I sprinkled upon you, I become impure. If I was pure, and now I'm sprinkling the thing on you, and now I become impure, why should that be? It's, un, it's, it's not understood. Well, should have been or knew the secret. We don't know the secret. But that's the law. And that's the one, and we had throughout generations, they had it. In the time of the Beit HaMikdash, they had, they did more paraduma, they did more red cows, Moshe did one, Isaiah Sofer did one. If you did, there were, there were more. Mashiach and Akram do, do another one. But that, that purity is a tremendous lesson for us. That even though today we are not, we are not clean today. We, we, we go out to, to, go to graveyards, to see caveat, even, even a caveat of, of, of good people, but Person gets to me, a Kohen can't go in there, Kohen. I'll go in there. He's not get more time there. So, we don't have that red cow. But what's, there's a lesson here. And that purity is something very important. Very important. And obviously, we're very careful with that. And there's many examples. It's true, we, we, we don't have the red cow to take off the Tum'ah of the dead body contact. But, there are other Tum'ah that we have. Let's say a person sleeps at night and the morning he gets up, there's a certain Tum'ah on, upon his hands, upon his whole body, but says it goes to the ends of the body, on the hands. It even goes to the feet, the toes also, but we don't wash our toes. In the Beth HaMikdash, the Kohanim used to wash their feet also before they entered to do something holy. They had to wash their hands and feet because there in the, the temple, they had the power to remove the evil spirit not only from the hands and the fingers, from also the ten toes and the, the, the feet. We don't have that power today to do that. Only once a week we have that power. It's Friday, out of Shabbat, Shabbat, Shabbat. That's why you're supposed to wash your hands, face, and feet minimum. Because when you wash your feet on Friday, you're taking off the Tumah from them also once a week, Shabbat, Shabbat. Shabbat has a big power of Kiddushah, and such a Kiddushah, a holiness, and a sanctity that is able to remove the Tumah from other parts of the body besides just the hands. So, as a small example, how important it is for people to wash in the morning. Now, of course, many of us know it, many of us do it, some maybe don't know it, some maybe don't do it, or some maybe a little lenient with that, but we have to be very careful. This is just an example, maybe you, of there are, there is still today certain things that we could take care of, certain from our things, the impurities that we could get to come more pure from them, and it's important to be pure. What's the difference between pure and impure? When a person is pure, he understands things better. He has more success in many different things, even physically. He has more siyata, a lot of different things. When a person, I remember I said a story, many years I say a story. I was going King's Highway, I was shopping at some store, there used to be some grocery there, it's not there anymore. And I was shopping, so I was waiting online, and the guy in front of me is buying some yogurt, some stuff. So the girl behind the counter, is really girl, not a nice person, but she didn't know much, I guess. And she may have said about, about, about religion, she didn't know much about religion. Okay, a nice person. She's packing the guy's bag very nice. While she's packing it, the yogurt falls out of her hand, hits the counter, splatters all of my pants. The other guy didn't get any, I got the whole thing on my pants. Okay. The, the other guy walked out, he finished up. Okay, so I told her, I spoke to her a little bit, I said, one on one, I said, you know, I told you, do you wash in the morning? She said, what does that mean? I said, no, in the morning, you know, we wash one hand, the other hand, one hand, the other hand, one hand, no, three and three, and one, two, three, four, five, six. She says, I don't know that. I said, I'll tell you. They say that 
one of the things that happens, you know, wash in the morning is that things fall out of your hand during the day. He says, you know what? It's amazing, you know? I don't know why. She says, she tells me. Things are always falling out of my hands. I don't know what to do. I said, you know what? How about you try that? Try this. Try to wash the cup in the morning. Just wash the cup in the morning. I'm telling you, you know, just, you know, no, basic. I told them this. Wash the cup, one, two, three, four, five, six, that's all. And I left the store. I came back, I don't know what it was. We played down last And she tells me, it's amazing. You don't know. I'm wa- I haven't washed it since she told me, and nothing falls out of my hands ever. Unbelievable. I said, oh, that's great. Simple, simple things, simple things. It means, it means that this, this impurity has a power over us. In many different ways, not just in understanding, learning, or not having a, a desire maybe to go to shul to pray, or else it also takes place in the physical world. It can affect us also physically. That's why at some point, as just an example, to take the message of the purity of the parasha into our lives today. In the morning you get up, you want to check your mail, wash first, that's all. Wash first, no big deal. You want to look first, don't look first. Then we'll do an ego wash, and then take a little bit deal. You know what I'm saying? There's this easy time now what to do. Just get a wash, but make sure you have a good cup. Make sure you have a good cup. One time I, I remember a story, uh, some guy that I saw him, he had some, had some problems. Some problems, some like um, emotional problems. One day I visited his, uh, we were staying, some, some, some apartment, and I see him, he gets up, he's washing, uh, washing the morning with a cup. He has a little seven ounce cup, he's like, what? Like, go to two five. I said, you know what, I think you should, I think you should really start washing better. It's going to help you out. It changed your whole life. And people don't realize it. The one guy in live, story in live, maybe this is like seven years ago, eight, seven, maybe seven years ago. The guy, I spoke about this in the supper time, one night, one dinner night. And the actor told me, he says to me, and a very good family, and a very and a good guy, but he wasn't here to find himself. It was early second year. He says, you know what? How are you supposed to wash? He says, I wash every morning, he tells me. But he washes like he's washing for bread. Three and three. Three on this hand, three on that hand. I said, no, it's one, one. One, one. One, one. It's every other, back and forth. He says, well, I didn't know that. After two weeks, he got the guy shaped up. He just, it's, it's an amazing phenomenon. What I'm realizing is when he started to wash the right way, in two, two weeks, the guy was, was on track. He found himself. He became what he was supposed to become, this guy. Amazing story. So, they look small, these things, but they're very big things. Impurities, we don't want impurities. We have enough. So we can't use a red cow. We have no red cow. What can we do? How many of us have had the red cow? That's why they're very holy. One dot, for one dot of red cow falls on you, you're pure. We don't have that today. All you can do is read the parasha and hope that the, the reading itself will count for you, but still, we have it in many other ways. Washing in the morning, or washing for bread. You gotta wash your bread. Don't just, you know, ah, it's all right, no big deal. Go well, wash your bread. Also use the parasha All these things work for us in many different ways. So you sleep in the night, and morning you have to wash. You sleep in the day also, about a half hour. Wash, but don't say berachah. There's no berachah in the day. Only if you sleep at night. In the morning you say berachah. But if you sleep in the daytime, you wash without a berachah for the sleeping sake of the evil spirit. Uh, also, let's say, um, <clears throat> before the Khatamazon, my Maharolim, try to wash before the Khatamazon, uh, wash it a little bit. Or I go to a cemetery, 
I will still bear to him, come out and wash. These places have, have evil spirits. They're different levels, of course, but still, you must wash after these things. You go to certain places. The bathroom. The bathroom has, and there is a, a certain tomorrow in the bathroom. So you come out. So some say you, you can wash with a cup, some say you can wash without a cup, but do every other. Again, just punch your hands, one, two, three, four, five, six. So there's all different other ways, but still, we have to know that purity is something which is very important. The Parashat teaching us that all generations should be careful to try what we can, what we can do. When a person tries to become pure, Hashem makes him very pure. It says that a person makes himself sanctified here, Hashem sanctifies him from above much more. He gives you a, he gives you a, he gives you a Holy Spirit. He gives you, what's the Holy Spirit? I mean, it means he gives you an enjoyment to do good things. He gives you a gift. When a person is more pure, you get, you get a gift. And you feel closer. You want to do, you start enjoying the tefillah. By the way, before tefillah, it's an obligation. People don't know even halakha. But then you have to wash your hands. Why? You don't know what you're doing your hands. Maybe you scratch your head, you touch your shoes, and you came, you had the dirt to pray. So if there's water available, and you're, wherever you are, you just wash, even one time. You just even, just, just even without, without a cup, just wash, and that's it. If Aquarius helps with that, I don't know. Aquarius takes away germs, but I don't know if takes away... I was considering that 100%, but it's not of all, it's only action, no water, so it doesn't do that at all. But the, the better way to do it is mine. At least mine. That's what's about an anakha. It's a similar. Oh, no, Too many people. Because you don't know what you're doing, you have the whole day. All of a sudden, you're sitting in the middle of the middle of a bread meal. Middle of a meal. And you go, and you're still eating bread. Eating the lava, whatever you're eating, I don't know what. And then you put your hands all the way down your back, and start scratching your back, on the arm. You have a problem now because you want to eat, continue running. You have to get up. This is Hanukkah Shaharuch. You have to get up and wash again. No beracha, but just wash again to continue eating the bread because you can't do that during the meal. You can't touch dirty places during the meal. Now that's also that one is not because of tumah impurity. That's because of more cleanliness. But you said before, there's there's things that offer tumah. There's things that offer cleanliness. There's two different things, really. But still, the idea is don't be OCD. But, you know, yeah, people are very careful now, Baruch Hashem. But uh, someone, someone said a very, very important thing. One of my sons said a tremendous thing. He said, he said, you know, it could be that one of the things that this uh, epidemic caused is that people are much more careful in touching other people or talking close to them. Why? Because when Mashiach is going to come soon, Hashem, we're going to have again the laws of purity, and the laws of purity are very, very heavy laws, which means, let's say someone's saliva came, and let's say a person was Tamir, and the saliva came upon a person, and that saliva, that person becomes impure, the second person. If he touches him, it makes him impure. So you could see Mashiach in, in, in the works. Hashim brought something which, he could have brought something which had not do with this. He brought something which is causing people you're more aware of contact with other people, which that, that's really what is what, what the laws of purity and impurity is really uh, all upon that. It's all based on that. That's all it's all about. Contact, carrying someone, all these laws. So it's not just that, by the way, the Dafyomi from at the time when it was really heavy, I just started very strong the epidemic. 
Dafyomi was in the laws of of Tumataura, of purity and impurities. It's amazing. That's what he said this thing. I, I definitely think that it's right what he said. There's no question that Hashem is preparing us for Shach's time with this whole idea. Has a lot of reasons this epidemic has. A lot of things have brought a lot of interesting things will reveal at this time. But still, this one item of the Parashah, Paraduma, we learn from here that there's an idea of being pure. The, the more a person is able to be pure, the more his mind gets gets pure, the more his 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 actions physical are going to have Siyat Rishmaya. But Hashem likes purity. Hashem, the Shekhinah comes more on purity. Again, we're not saying the Lord really is, let's say they came to do the Quran Pesach, the sacrifice in the ancient times, the Quran Pesach, the sacrifice of the Paschal Lamb. And the whole congregation of Amisel Ul Tamir, they still make the Quran. Because if the whole, the whole Amisel Tamir, they do it anyhow. It's only when a few people are Tamir, they can't do it, they have to wait for the next month to do it. The rest are purely do it. But still, still, even today, we have to work on that before Shabbat. You can get pure, pure for Shabbat, Shabbat. In the morning, right away, wash. It's a very important thing. The Zohar says very strong in the morning. Don't hang around in the morning. Don't walk around before you want. Just get up and just wash. If you want to hang in the bed, no problem. But you wash right away. Get this thing done and do it right. Yeah, make sure the cup is a de- decent size. That'll be a, not, a, not a little whiskey glass. See the little one. You gotta have, have to hold it. If you ain't, have to hold have to have a normal cup. Get a nice cup and you wash. And even those who do wash already, so you wash with the right about the water. And don't do it fast. Make sure, you know, this thing is for the day. You want to get it down 100%. There was a guy in the army, I told him, I said, in Israel, I said, listen, one thing I want you to do is wash in the morning. That's the one thing I want you to do. Maybe other things are hard for you to do. And he told me, he said, it's, in some camps, it's made very hard to do that because they have only rational water that they have to carry with them on their, uh, when they go on these, uh, Big hikes, and they can't, they can't use the water for washing. And in the barracks, sometimes there's almost no water outside. You have to go to the hands outside the camp, and they have to make the beds right away. And he told me, he said, totally get to the wash and hands with all over me. I said, you have to see, I thought, you see? I said, that, that's how you know how valuable this washing is. When you see the, the big test on it, then you see how valuable it is, how powerful it is. There's a story about the guy in pre-World War One. there was a, some reformists. There was one guy, Jewish guy, who was the priest was trying to get him on his side. And the rabbi was trying to get him back. And back and forth. One day, the rabbi sees this guy and he came baptized. He says, what happened? He said, what'd you do? He said, I went to the priest. What did the priest tell you to do? He said, the priest told me just to, oh, I have to do one thing. It's just to take the, when I wash in the morning, the Jewish people wash in the morning, just take the water and just drink the water. If you wash, drink the water, and I'm going be fine. That's what he did, that's what he did. He drank the water, and then it, it, it ruined him inside. He became baptized. It ruined him. He became, the evil spirit got into him. That's how powerful it is. So as you see, that these things are not small things. They look small, but they're not small things. Those who do wash already, those who don't wash, and, and speak about it to other people. It's important to give message to other people, because sometimes... I've seen it that sometimes a person, what he's holding him back, he's a great guy, but you don't know, say, so why just not, it's not, not kicking in? And the old man, and Nakamak says, what's wrong with him? He's a good guy, this guy, and you know, he, he likes you, he likes Judaism. Sometimes it could be this one little thing that's holding him back, that, that impurity. They sack him. 
it says when the person doesn't wash in the morning properly, the entire day, the evil spirit runs after him to try to make him go down. Sin. So that one wash, you can take it away right away. So it's important to speak about it to people. Those who already do it, those who don't do what you do, and those who don't, who do it already. Make, make yourself sure you're doing it well and right. Make you doing it well and right, and also make sure that you give all the message to other people. Friends, you see, you'd be surprised. Many don't know about this. I, I, I discovered it past few years already. Some of the boys, not everybody knew that this was, you have to do it even, and if you knew about it, they don't have one it was. So, but Hashem, but then I will take this message of Parah Duma to our own lives with Hashem, that there's such a thing called purity and impurity, and it applies even today in certain ways. Maybe not dead body contact, that's that we can't get rid of right now, but we have other types of impurities that we can get rid of, and we should do, we should do what we can. The more a person is pure, says, the more Hashem can rest upon him and give him success. Spiritually and physically, we should all be zokheh to have a lot of kahora and a lot of purity. Amen.